0: Welcome to another episode of the Hourglass Investing podcast, a series deep diving into businesses and investment opportunities. I'm your host, Jared Leary, and today, we're going to be talking about a boring, hated, and potentially very undervalued stock, Supreme X. Hello, hello, thanks for tuning in for another episode. Today, we're going to be diving into a stock in my portfolio called Supreme X, and this is a position that I actually just started last week, so I thought it would be fun to get into the company and why I decided to buy some shares. Now, it should be an easy company to get into because Supreme X is an envelope manufacturer. Plain and simple, that's what they do. They make envelopes, and I know what you're thinking. Envelope manufacturing has to be the most boring possible business that you could talk about. And yeah, it's true. But if you listened to my Mount Rushmore of Investing episode a few weeks ago, you'll know that I'm a pretty big fan of Peter Lynch and his investing style. And Supreme X is very much a Peter Lynch special. It's exactly the kind of stock he loved to invest in. It's growing at a very decent clip, it's very much under the radar of institutional investors. And it's a boring stock with a leadership position in an unloved industry. So yes, it is boring, but investing is supposed to be boring. And usually, my most sleepy investments are the ones that I've made the most money off. But before we dive proper into SupremeX, i I'll put my usual plug out here that these episodes are mostly based off deep dive articles I write on my substack. So if you're listening to today's episode and you find yourself wanting some more information on SupremeX, please check out my Substack series at Hourglass Investing, or you can find my full archive of podcasts, newsletters, and deep dive articles on my website at HourglassNetwork.ca. Also, as a bit of housekeeping, I wanted to announce that I'm going to be rejigging the podcast just a little bit. If you've been listening for a while, you know that in the past, I've alternated between company-specific deep dives and investing topics. Well, the people have spoken by way of what episodes they're watching the most, and the verdict is that the company specific dives seem to be much more popular than the investing topics like cybersecurity or dividends versus growth. So from now on, I'll be focusing almost entirely on doing company deep dives. I may still throw in the odd investing topic if something really sparks my interest, but really the company analysis is much more up my alley, anyways. And there are lots of other great resources out there for investing topics and strategies. Instead of the investing topics, the podcast episodes will switch between companies I own in my portfolio, companies I've passed on for one reason or another, and companies that I'm just taking a look at for the first time so that listeners can get a read into my stock discovery process a bit. Okay, okay, housekeeping is out of the way. Let's dive into Supreme X. Supreme X is a microcap sitting at about 110 million in market cap with 309 million in revenues, 24% trailing 12 month revenue growth roughly 32% margins, and a five-year return on invested capital of 25%. I actually found this company through a stock screener, and I was looking for microcaps growing at over 20% clips and strong returns on invested capital over 15%, and Supreme X fit the bill perfectly. They initially started as a pure-play Canadian envelope manufacturer in the late 70s, and at the time, envelopes were still a pretty big market. To be perfectly honest with you, Their company history after that is dead boring, so I'll skip to where it gets good. In the 90s, they were acquired by Senvio or maybe Kenvio, I'm not sure, Uh, but they were North America's leading envelope manufacturer at the time, but they sold Supremex off again in 2005 as Senvio looked to dump some of their less strategic assets while they were having their own financial issues. At the time, Supremex was almost exclusively operating in Canada which is a way smaller market and I suspect that that is the reason Senvio decided to dump it. Anyways, SupremeX went public and listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange the year after in 2006 under the ticker SXP. They made a few acquisitions with the funds from going public, but things were mostly kind of boring and steady until 2014 when Stuart Emerson took over as CEO of the company and started a strategic pivot on the business And this is when things really started to crank up for them. He started a two-prong approach to growth. One prong is to continue acquiring businesses in the envelope industry and expand the segment more into the United States. So they're already the second largest envelope manufacturer in North America, but it's a hugely fragmented market that is ripe for consolidation. They have about 85% market share in Canada, which is in total about $140 million market. So at 85%, that is a pretty saturated industry for them. But in the US, they only own about 6-7% of the market. And that's estimated to be closer to $2 billion in size. So still lots of opportunity for them to expand through acquisition in the US. And that growth can be seen in the revenue figures. They have a more than 8% CAGR since 2017 to make up 70% of Supreme X's total revenues. The other prong in their two-prong approach was to make a pivot into packaging using the cash flows from their envelope segment. The reason for doing this at a surface level makes a ton of sense. The envelope industry is in decline, to the surprise of absolutely no one, probably. Uh, Since roughly 2000-ish, you know, when the internet really started to come into being. The envelope market has been slowly dying as billing, communications, and marketing have all moved more and more online. There's still a fairly surprising amount of revenues flowing into envelopes, but with a rate of decline of about 4% every year, there's no arguing that it's shrinking. So in a bid to stay relevant in the long term, even when the envelope market does eventually wither and die, Supremex moved into a somewhat adjacent industry that still requires a lot of the same expertise in fine paper conversion that's needed for envelope manufacturing. What packaging has that envelopes don't, though, is growth. The entire packaging industry is much larger at about 134 billion globally. It's much more fragmented and it's growing much faster at a 5% CAGR as e-commerce becomes more popular, especially since COVID. So this segment of SupremeX's business is the other roughly 30% of total revenues and it is growing in a much spicier 17% CAGR since 2017. And management is targeting 2025 for packaging to make up around half of the total revenues. Now The only con that I see in the packaging segment is a slightly lower margin segment of Supremex's business. With Envelopes, because Supremex is so dominant and one of the main providers, they have a little bit of pricing power, so in that segment they have a roughly 19% adjusted EBITDA margin. With packaging though, there are a lot of players in the space and the products are somewhat more commoditized. So, that segment has only 7% adjusted EBITDA margin. So, for the business model, in summary, we can basically think about it like this They dominate envelopes, they continue to acquire businesses in the fragmented envelope space in the US, and they're still able to grow their revenues at a decent clip through acquisition, even if the industry itself is on slow decline. Then, using the surplus cash flows from their envelope market leadership, they also acquire and expand the business into a growthier market that will allow Supremex to stay in business and keep growing in the long term, even if envelopes die altogether. So honestly, a pretty attractive and balanced approach to growing, and I always have a soft spot for acquisition and roll-up companies too, as long as they're making smart decisions at least. So that's an extra bonus for me. Quick break here folks from the episode to shamelessly self-plug the other parts of hourglass investing. If you're enjoying the episodes and you want to get in on some more of the action, I've got good news for you. On top of these Tuesday episodes, I also do weekly newsletters that have recommended reads, weekly watch list stocks, investing tidbits, and highlights on other investor articles and writers. On top of that, I also do bi-weekly research articles that let you take a look at my research process, introduces you to some new growth stocks, and gives you an objective and very thorough look at companies either in my portfolio or on my watch list. So if that all sounds good to you, head over to my substack at Hourglass Investing or check out my website for the full archive of material at hourglassnetwork.ca and I'll be throwing the links for both of those in the show notes on today's episode. All right, let's get back into it. Now moving on from the business, let's dive into the offense and defense that SupremeX has. The offense is super easy to summarize and we've already kind of touched on it with the expansion strategies they've implemented under Emerson as the CEO. And these are pivoting into the growthier packaging segment, expanding geographically to eat up more of the market share in the United States for both packaging and envelopes, and continuing to acquire businesses. So the growth story here for SupremeX is very centered around acquisitions, so that's definitely their number one way to continue expanding. As for defense, This is where things look a little bit more grim. Neither envelope or packaging manufacturing are really asset-heavy or complicated businesses, which means there's fairly low barriers to entry in the market. This can lead to more competition and commoditization of their products. And the commoditization is particularly bad for manufacturers because it can destroy margins. The one saving grace on the defense, at least for the envelope industry, is that it's a dying market. You know, there's not going to be a ton of new entrants, if actually any, uh, that are looking to enter a market declining at a rate of 5% every year. So just the nature of the envelope industry means less competition and not a lot of players vying for market share or pricing competitors out. Their other form of defense is just their distribution network. As a leading player in North America, SupremeX has a pretty substantial distribution network that allows them to benefit from economies of scale and offer lower prices than competitors while still maintaining margins. And this one is actually a tiny bit of offense as well because as they make more acquisitions, this distribution network will expand, they'll benefit even more from economies of scale, and be able to offer even lower prices, which will, in turn, attract more customers. So, honestly, still some solidish defense, but not a lot, to be perfectly honest with this business. Now I'll just get into the most recent quarter's results really quickly before you wrap things up. If you do take an interest in the stock and start taking a peep at the most recent quarter's results, a surface level scratch would probably make it look pretty ugly. But you dig a bit deeper and you realize there's some pretty good reason for this and that the sell-off from last quarter's results actually may provide a decent little entry point for investors that do that extra digging. So in the most recent quarter, year-over-year results were down on net income, EBITDA, and cash flows, and total volume of goods sold, while SG&A expenses as a percentage of total revenues grew, and growth in operating expenses outpaced growth in revenues. So surface level, yeah, not ideal, but management on the earnings call mentioned that this was due to the environment a year ago being kind of crazy and a ton of their demand getting pulled forward. They basically couldn't manufacture inventory fast enough to keep up with the demand and this all mostly came down to some supply chain constraints and their customers trying to get their hands on as much product as possible to make sure they didn't run out. Now when demand gets pulled forward like that it's obviously not sustainable in the long term and there's typically a bit of a digestion period as customers work through that excess inventory that they purchased. So, This is where it's really important to pull things out over the long term and look at it on a three to five year basis rather than a sequential basis. Now using that five year basis, you can see that earnings per share have grown at a ridiculous 48% CAGR, gross profit margins have grown at 6% CAGR, EBITDA margins at 8%, operating margins at an almost 10% CAGR, and net profit margins at a sweet little 32% CAGR. All the capital efficiency metrics have also grown at a 20 plus percent CAGR every year, which includes return on assets, invested capital, equity, and total capital. And that's an area I really love to see some strong growth in, so big bonus marks for SupremeX on that front. Cash flows have also grown at 54% CAGR, revenues at 11%, and EBITDA at 19%. So, you know, you account for that outlier quarter, and you stretch it out over a longer period, Not only does their most recent quarter's results look completely normal and in line with historical growth, but the growth in this business overall looks incredible. Now just as some final points on Supremex, I'll mention as well that they have started buying back shares over the last number of years with approval to buy back more over the rest of 2023 and they also pay a dividend around 3% with a payout ratio just over 12%. Normally I'm not really a huge dividend fan. I'd honestly rather see that capital going exclusively towards share buybacks, especially at the current valuations on SupremeX. But with a 12% payout ratio, it's definitely sustainable. And according to management, at least, the dividend doesn't limit their ability to acquire businesses in the future. So as long as it's not keeping them from the long-term growth story here, I can stomach it and clearly returning capital to shareholders is a priority for them. Actually, I said I was going to wrap things up now, but before I do, I wanted to do the first ever Hourglass Investing Podcast Listener Mailbag segment. So I put out some feelers a few days ago through my substack to find out what people were interested in knowing about Supreme X. And I had someone reach out to me via email. So Jack from London, Ontario, thanks for sending in your question. And you have the distinguished honor, sir, of sending in the very first Listener Mailbag question. So from Jack, hi, I read your deep dive article into Supreme X and I'm not sure how to feel about the stock. The packaging segment seems interesting, but the envelope segment seems like it will die. Won't that be a pretty big part of Supreme X's revenues disappearing? And what would that mean for the stock? Awesome. Yes, great question, Jack, especially with 70% of Supreme X's revenues coming from that envelope segment. It's a really great point. So firstly, Jack, I do want to emphasize that, you know, envelopes are on a pretty slow decline, so the end is in sight, but it's not going to happen overnight. They still have enough time to leverage the cash flows from this business into growing out the packaging segment more, which is where most of their acquisitions have been over the last few years. And second, the US envelope market, which is 20 times larger than the Canadian market anyways, is actually declining at a much slower rate than Canada's envelope market. So that gives them some extended runway in that particular part of the market. And third, packaging segment is set to take over the majority of revenues in 2025, according to management. Now, that target would require some pretty insane growth in the packaging segment, so by my back of the napkin math, 2027 is probably a more likely estimate, just given their growth figures over the last few years. But that's still only 4 years before packaging is really taking over as the majority of the business here, and at a 4% decline in mail volume every year, I just don't see this market disappearing fast enough for it to really screw SupremeX over. My sorta of investment thesis I guess here is that because envelopes are such a huge part of Supreme X's revenues and because envelopes are such a boring and not growthy market, that the stock's current prices aren't really factoring in the pivot towards packaging and the growth that they've had in that segment. I don't normally touch valuations in these episodes, but I will just add in here that Supremex is extremely cheap on just about every basis, partly because it's a Canadian company, partly because it's a microcap coming off a bad quarter in a tough macroeconomic environment and partly for that reason that they're still lumped up in a dying industry. And all of those factors combine to not a ton of institutional interest in the stock, and potentially some extra value to be found for self-directed investors. Anyways, that's my two cents and not investment advice, but that's where my mind is at. Anyways, thank you again Jack for the question, I appreciate you sending it in, and also reading the article on Supreme X. Now, I'm going to start putting regular calls out for questions on my Substack page for future episodes, so if anyone else listening has questions about other companies that I cover or topics that they want covered in the show, please feel free to drop a comment there or reach out to my email, jaredleary at hourglassnetwork.ca. I'll throw that in the show notes if you want to get in touch. Now, let's wrap things up there. I've gone on a little long. In summary, Supreme X is an interesting story. They're a leader in a dying industry, but they're not just rolling over and showing belly. They've seen this long-term decline staring down the barrel for a while, and they're using the surplus cash flows to pivot the business towards packaging while still managing to eke out some growth from the envelope industry through acquisition. They've been buying back lots of shares, they have some really incredible margin expansion and growth in revenues, EBITDA, net earnings, and the stock is currently priced like there's no tomorrow. Of course, as always, there's a ton that I wasn't able to get into today. So if you're really interested in the stock or the investment opportunity, definitely check out my deep dive article on SupremeX. Again, I'll throw the link for that in the show notes for the episode. I get more into the specific valuation, key performance indicators or KPIs, the ownership structure and some of the green and red flags surrounding the stock. So please, please give that a read if you're interested in SupremeX. It's got everything you need to know there. Okay, let's call it. Happy investing, folks. See you next week. All right. That's all for this episode of the Hourglass Investing podcast. Let me know what you think about Supremex, you know, the investment opportunity, whether you find this an interesting stock or maybe one you'll be passing on. Drop your thoughts in the comments for this episode. Also, if you enjoyed the episode today, I'd super appreciate a quick rating on the show takes about 30 seconds out of your day and does a lot to help me out. If you want to get in on some more of the Hourglass action, head to our substack at Hourglass Investing or at our website hourglassnetwork.ca. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Quick disclaimer here folks, I'm not a financial advisor, analyst, planner, or anything else to do with finance except a nerd. So please don't take anything you hear as investment advice, And do your own research before making your own investment decisions. This show is just meant for entertainment and education.